It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Monday, January 23rd. LA Galaxy just surprise one day away from their first preseason game. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it, tell you who they're playing and why it's a surprise, even though it probably shouldn't have been a surprise. Uh, we have that coming up. LA Galaxy now just, I think, 33 days away from playing at the Rose Bowl, so that's certainly hyping everything up. LA Galaxy lose another winger today. Will they be down another winger? We're still talking about Douglas Costa. Yes, we are. Uh, so we're going to talk about that and all the reinforcements that need to come in and a possible rumor that's on there, but that possible rumor could already have been gone. We will find out here very, very soon, I am sure. All right. So that's what we got headed for us right today. And I would love to say that Kevin Baxter is like right here with us, ready to rock and roll. Um, but as of right now, it seems like perhaps maybe Kevin is there. Maybe Kevin isn't there. We're going to we're going to figure out here in just a matter of seconds where Kevin is because he was there whenever we started this whole thing. Uh, but he doesn't seem to be there right now. All right. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's uh, we'll focus in a little bit on here on here. We'll get you sort of set and ready um, as the L.A. Galaxy sort of uh, trudge ahead um, for this preseason opening. Uh, we talked about it just 33 days until the L.A. Galaxy uh, play at the Rose Bowl, which seems inc- very, very, very close whenever you uh, whenever you get to all of that, because um, I'm not sure there is. Um, a whole bunch of time for the Galaxy to continue this roster building. And if you look at the roster building and you look at some of the things that the Galaxy have sort of, you know, said or or talked about, they, it seems like they're going backwards and, instead of forwards. Kevin, are you there? Did we get you? Yeah, I heard the dulcet tones of, of uh, our introduction, um, Michael Rajo, and then all of a sudden it went dark and I tried to call on you three times. Oh, well, if I was smart, I would have not answered, but apparently yeah, I, I thought maybe I, I there was an earthquake or something. No, no, there was, there was nothing there. That's a, that, that's it. How, how are you doing besides being very, very, very sick? I am really very, very sick. I will cough through this pod. Um, the lovely and talented Mrs. Panda came back from the gym this morning and I told her that, you know, I was warm and she came over. She goes, Oh my God, you're hot. And I go, I know I'm hot. That's why you married me. But do I have a fever? Yes. And she took the fever and it was like over a hundred. Um, so I'm not going to us national team training tomorrow, but I will talk to Mr. Neil on the phone. Jalen Neil, um, you're going to, you're, you're going to have Neil, a, he's a little, little AT&T reach out and touch someone. He's going to talk to you, huh? Yeah. Us soccer was really great. I and mean, they don't have to do that. I mean, they come here, you know, a couple times a year and it's up to us to go out and see, see them. But the same token, I did test negative for COVID, but I don't really think they want me around those players just in case. Yeah, I, I was. you've heard my my COVID story, which was I was very, very sick 
Uh, I took a COVID test to make sure that um, I could go into the office because I had something to finish. I tested negative. I went into the office. I came home at noon. I slept for about 24 hours. Uh, I woke up and took a COVID test and was positive. So just keep that in mind as you're as you're going. It sometimes it takes a little bit to build up and for those tests to to be positive. So maybe so you got you got positive while you were sleeping. <laughs> sure. Yes. That's weird. That is okay. it, it is very weird, but that's uh, that's how it is. By the way, your your I am oh you your hot joke is the same joke that everybody tells. The other same joke that everybody tells is whenever any guy has a stud finder in their hand and they'll yep. take it over and they go do yep it works you know so that is yeah i saw that on the office i i didn't say any of this is original no 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 we steal we steal uh yeah. often and everywhere all right um why don't you like move the camera up so that way we don't have your head just cut off you were fine and then you touch things and then you're not fine like our head no, should be the same height that's always mine never changes. So you but should mine's, I have a big head. Yes. My, I, I have enormous head. But, yes, very big. Sometimes I wonder how it even fits into any office or car that you're in. But yes. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about the L.A. Galaxy here. I mean, listen, they, they transferred out Sam, Sam Grant's here. Kevin, you and I, I mean, we had talked about this. I had talked to we talked to Greg Vanny last week. You talked to him on like a Thursday night. I talked to him on a Friday mid morning, and between Thursday and Friday, Sam Grantsir went from totally different coming stories. back to de- to not coming back. Right? Yeah, it's like we're on the way to the airport to pick him up, and then it was like, oh, he's not coming. Yeah. But you know what I think is interesting is this whole highly touted, highly hyped French connection that the Galaxy got the four f- players off French teams. Yeah, or revoir. One done, one one left. Sega Kulabali. Is Sega looking over his shoulder constantly? Like, are they are they coming? Like, you know, what was it in Major League where there was the red cards for they they yeah. cut everybody? Is Sega just waiting for the red card and he's gonna have to well, go? You know, I mean, I they did come sort of collectively, or at least we thought of them collectively. But they left for uh, you know different reasons. Revelison was never really fitting into the position that Greg wanted him to play. They had a chance to make a lot of money and clear space and budget for Brugman and and for Ricky Pooch. So that was a good deal. I understand that. Uh, Cabral was never going to succeed here. Um, it, it was a five-year contract. That's the other thing with these guys. They were all young, and they were all brought in on long contracts. And Vanny made the point of, well, these guys are going to be together for a long time. We have our core signed for five, six years, and we got Julian Araujo and Efrain Alvarez, and all these guys are signed for all this long time. Now they're all gone. Cabral had to leave, and then with Grand Seer, it sounds like a personal thing that he really needed to go back. So yes, there three of the four are gone, but it wasn't like they just washed out. They all left for different reasons. Yeah, it was, it was, I was, I spent the morning correcting (laughs) people who'd paid no attention and thought that the LA galaxy were continuing to overhaul their wingers. Listen, you know, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Sam Grants here a little bit more in depth, but the bottom line is that I do believe the LA Galaxy were perfectly fine with Sam Grants here coming back this year. There was zero issues with it. And I, I, in some ways I kind of see this as, uh, very hurtful because the Galaxy now have to make another move in this transfer window right away with another winger instead of having somebody who has was playing the position and in the last, you know, tw- 10 games of the season really did play well and fit in well with what the LA Galaxy were trying to do. I'm not saying that he was ever worth the money and we can talk about it. It was 947,000. Yeah, 988. No, it, it was a lot of money, and for what well, you the, got, 20 goals or, or, or 20 goals and assists, right? So overall, that was his combined over the two years that he was with the LA Galaxy. It, it wasn't enough, but at the same time, you sort of liked him growing into the spot that he was in. Well, and think about that production in light of the fact that Chicharito is the second leading scorer in MLS over that over that period. And, you know, you would think he'd at least have more assists or, or, you know, Chicharito might open things up for him to score a little bit more. So it really wasn't that productive. But now the Galaxy find themselves, they look like a torpedo, right? They have no wingers, no wings. They're just, uh, you know, just straight ahead. And 
Greg has already said, we talked about that when I talked to him when Grant Sear was still supposedly here. Look, if you don't have any wingers, you might have to play a 4-4-2. And he's like, nope, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's going to be a 4-3-3. We're not, you know, we'll find wingers. We'll play center backs at wingers, but we are playing a 4-3-3. Uh, Greg Vanny said, we want to thank Sam for his contributions to the club, and we wish him and his family all the best as they return back to France. Uh, that was from Vanny. Uh, the the big part of that is is the family, and, and for everybody, again, we'll do our best to educate. In my mind, and certainly hearing what Greg was saying, this is not a move they wanted to make, but that they also knew that it, the situation was going to be untenable, whatever it was, and they said it was family issues. I would imagine it had something to do with being closer to home for family issues, whether that's his wife or his parents or, or family, however that is, they needed to be in France because Greg was pretty certain about this, right? He said... Very clearly, Sam will either be back with us or he's going to be in France. That's it. Those are the only two options because he's either going to be back with us because he has a contract and everybody's going to be happy to be here or he's going to be in France because that's where his family is and that's where he needs to to take care of whatever the issue is. And we don't know what that issue is, but we know it was family issues. The other part about this that that I believe is is sort of more a, a, a kick in the balls, let's say, uh, is that it doesn't look like there was any transfer fee. Uh, that right now has not been reported. Not that it normally is reported, um, but it has not been reported. And you would imagine the Galaxy would want to crow about that if they did get money involved. We knew fairly <coughs> quickly whenever Ravellison got moved that the Galaxy were getting money. Right? This is this this. Can it doesn't seem there's any money going this way. Can we can we say balls on this podcast? We're talking we're soccer soccer balls. Okay, okay. I'm the soccer okay. balls. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just didn't understand. Or the golden um, balls, because well, at one point we had David Beckham. So golden balls or soccer balls, all, all it's it's a full balls podcast, really. You, you know, they're a, they're it's a second division team that he's going to. Um, I think they knew that the Galaxy were a little bit over the barrel with this. They needed to make a deal. There was no reason for them to give a transfer fee. So uh, if there isn't one or a very small one, that that wouldn't really surprise me. But you see, that's a lot in in MLS. It seems to me. Remember, Von Dom had to go back for personal things. And uh, uh, Diomandi with LAFC, his mother was a COVID nurse in a hospital. And he had to go home to be with her. Now he's back. He's back at Toronto. There's still a lot of guys that go go home for family reasons and wind up coming back. And um, I, I, I guess it's just the distance to Europe. I mean, if you're playing in Spain and you're from France, it's pretty close. Right. But if you're playing in L.A. and your family's from France, that's a long distance. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, <coughs> it feels like a long distance. It feels like something that, you know, it, again – it wasn't so much that there was over a barrel. It's just that that was the place he could go. He went to League Two, went to Le Havre. Um, you know, he's. He, he, it seemed like that was at least the good fit for him to make the move, and it happened. And we sort of knew it was happening as it was going along. There were reports of it basically being all but finalized, waiting on paperwork, that type of thing. So you get there, but this hurts the Galaxy because their window of replacing anybody is in the first and primary transfer window, right? That's it. So, you know, they have a couple months uh, really, whenever you look at everything, February, March, April, because it ends uh, the primary transfer window ends near the end of April. I think April 21st or something like that, if I remember off the top of my head, somewhere in there. Um, so that's all the time they're going to have to find a replacement. But they don't just have to find a replacement for him. They have to find a replacement for Cabral. They have to basically add, I think they're at 24 players right now, so they have the ability to add six. Vanny was talking about two to three good moves that he expected to make. Now it's probably three to four. It's a whole nother person. I wonder if Michael Stevens is sort of like, hey, make it stop. Like we have stuff built out a little bit. We can try to find guys, but you're already you're already asking me to find you two wingers. We're already into the depth on two wingers that you probably need because you're not going to be able to rely on Douglas Costa. And is Douglas Costa staying? I mean, that would be another at this point. 
I'm almost suggesting that he has to stay, Kevin, only because I don't think the Galaxy want to go through the whole process of trying to find another DP and do the thing in the only the front window that they have. But are you confident he's going to apply himself? I'm not. No, no. But I mean, it, it's it's almost like do you roll the dice that, or do you get rid of him and then like try to hurry up and sign somebody real quick? It's just I I'm not convinced, and I know Greg has said that the scouting department is stronger than it's ever been, and I think that's probably true. But that's also like if you had zero and now you have one, well, it's the most money you've ever had, right? You had zero dollars, now you have one. Look how much money I have. I have so much more money than I used to have, and oh, I have two dollars now instead of zero. It still doesn't equate to a fully built out scouting department. And because of that, I think they're under pressure here. I've I've seen no indication of that outwardly, but I've also seen no indication outwardly that they have it all put together as well. Just Greg's words. That's it. Well, you know what else happens at the end of the transfer window, right? What? Chris Klein comes back. Oh, but yeah, but how's that going to help him in the primary transfer window? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it, the, the, the timing on this suspension or this penalty or whatever you want to call it really couldn't be worse for the Galaxy when you think about it. This is a World Cup year. Yes, it's kind of a backward World Cup year in that the World Cup was in the middle of the season, but there will be a lot of players that will come to the summer and decide they want to come to MLS. And I'm talking about really good players. They're going to say, oh, look, I'm not sticking around for three more years. I want to get my last goodbye paycheck. I'm going to MLS. Galaxy can't get any of those guys because they're not able to sign any of those guys. If Costa leaves, they'll have two DPs, and they're paying half of Cabral's salary, but they still have something like $1.4 million they're getting back from Cabral and Grant Sear. And then if Costa goes, they have more money. Right. They got back some international slots. They're wide open. They could do anything they want, but they face a deadline. You know, And a lot of the good players probably aren't leaving their European teams now. They'll leave in the, in the summer. And <clears throat> I'm hearing, too, again, the rumors tied to the Galaxy, a lot of them are from France. And, yes. and why, why? I mean, I, my understanding is that the French players, France is producing so many players. We saw that in the World Cup. They far and away outproduced any other country as far as World Cup players. And we're talking about guys that played for Morocco and other places, not just for France. They have they produce so many players that their players are cheap. You can get a quality player for cheaper than you could get one in Spain or or Germany. So that's why the Galaxy go there. I also think Jovan really likes French food. Well, well, that and Greg Vanny played in France. Somebody, somebody in our Discord literally said this morning is that there's another rumor about a French player, and uh, they go, they go, we get it, Greg. You played in France. Like, okay, like turn the page. Where, where else are you gonna go? I, I just wonder how this is gonna work in the summer because. I'm not convinced the Galaxy aren't able to make any moves in the summer. And, and I'm almost thinking about how do you get around the sanctions now? Being there's, there could be a, the establishment of an intra-league transfer system. Could you finally, could we finally see like, see like the NBA deals, Kevin, where it's like a three-team deal where the Galaxy will trade somebody to Nashville and Nashville's going to sign an international player from, you know, from France. Obviously, it would have to be from France. Yeah. They're going to sign an international player from France and then they're going to immediately trade uh, that player over to the LA Galaxy, and that's how that like it's like that's how the Galaxy get around the ITC thing is Nashville brought them in. Who's going to want to help the Galaxy? Though? No, they I, have to have a partner. I mean, listen, everybody always says that, right? But you know, somebody will need something, and if the Galaxy have something that that somebody needs, then the Galaxy will be a willing well, dance partner. But, but they'll they'll overpay, just like Chivas. Ch everybody know, in Mexico knows Chivas only wants Mexican players, right? So if you have a Mexican player and you're trying to offload him. You offer them to Club America for so much. You offer them to Tijuana for so much. And then to, to Chivas, it's double because he's Mexican. Um, I, I could see that happen. But, you know, the thing about the summer transfer window, and I think you see this in all sports, but if you look at the Galaxy history, they were dead in the water in August. 
And they made they picked up three guys, Caceres, right, Brug, Brugman, and, and Ricky Pooch, changed their season. I think there's something to be said for that midseason acquisition. Yes, you want to be strong out of the gate, but you really don't know how you're going to play. You don't know what injuries are going to come up. When you make that move in August, you know what you need, and you know how that guy's going to fit in. And a lot of those guys are in, in, in their match fit because they're coming out of the European season. Um, not being able to make the kind of moves that they may need to make. I, I think it's, you're right. I mean, there'll be ways to get around it, but I still don't think it's going to be as beneficial as the the transfer window was last summer. Well, we always, uh, I, well, I mean, it would be hard to be as influential as last summer where you get like two really awesome players and a really solid player. And it, they, I think the galaxy had the best summer transfer window of any team. And it, <laughs> and it related to how they played, you know, down that stretch. So that was something you talked about international slots as well. Yes. Moving Grand Sure does give you back an international slot, but if we look at international slots, Galaxy currently eight of eight filled, right? So they have eight internationals, right? And eight slots. So you can look at those things and say, okay, yes, they have room to maneuver, but they're currently roster compliant with international slots. And we know that they're probably going to go out to get one, two, or even three more internationals as before, you know, I was, I would say before the season starts, but I don't necessarily think that's the, the cutoff for this. Who knows? They could be playing LAFC with Raheem Edwards on one side and Efrain Alvarez on the other side as the wingers. I mean, I, I would not be surprised at all. I don't think that Greg wants to be in a rush. I think they, they really sort of want to plan this out. But the bottom line is you have 33 days until what's supposed to be one of the biggest games of the season for you. It's one of the biggest games for Apple TV. All these things are, are giant things. You have the boycott going. You have all these things. You would imagine that the Galaxy in a perfect world want to have their team ready and firing on all cylinders uh, if they are going to uh, weather the boycott in a way that, that makes them look good. If they struggle and the boycott's going on at the same time, it gets worse and worse. It'll pile on. Well, with those international slots, you know, one way to get around that, of course, to buy international slots, the Galaxy are already kind of in a money pinch, I think. Um, what about um, who, who would you say would be uh, people who might be interested in, in a green card? I think it, I think Chicharito should do it, frankly, Jovalich. just for his future. Yo, I was going to say Jovalich would be another guy, too. Yeah, and, and the, the idea behind Jovalich is that his value in MLS skyrockets if he can be a domestic player instead of an international player. And so if he has the chip on his shoulder, which we all expect him to do, and that's why he plays the way that he does, he would he might be like, get me out of here, or when my contract's up, I'm going to another MLS team who's going to start me. You know, like, couldn't you see Jovalich, like, starting on a sporting Kansas City team? Or, oh, yeah. Right? Like, or or starting on a, uh, let's see, who else? Vancouver. Vancouver would be, like, a team where Jovalich would be the star striker. It would be the star DP and everything around that, right? So you could sort of see those things coming along, too. So that's why a lot of times the green card is valuable. Maybe not so much for Chicharito, right? Remember Jonathan Dos Santos had Jonathan well, I'm and Gio. Ch Ch Chicharito for a player. I'm just thinking of his future. He's already doing all these commercials for AT&T and stuff. It sure would be easier for him if he could move freely across the border when he had these these opportunities to do things. You know, he's bilingual. I, I, when Chicharito retires, that's not the last we're going to see him. I don't know if he'll be doing TV or doing marketing or be a studio host. He's going he's gonna to do the gaming thing that he does. He's been, he's been probably. You know, kicking that up a notch, and, and I think he enjoys that. But the ability to move back and forth across the border, I think, um, it's probably not that hard for someone of his stature to come from Mexico. But, you know, having the green card would probably help him a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that that stuff helps. And and so, I mean, there's guys who, you know, you'd probably think, hey, that might be a really good thing. And it used to be something the Galaxy were so good at. I don't know why 
it doesn't happen anymore. I mean, I know Carlos Harvey, I think, either got a green card or, or got some type of documentation that, that made him not an international anymore. So that's something there. Um, yeah, it's just it's just weird. I, I would note that, um, and I think we've already noted this on one podcast, maybe even on Thursday, maybe even on last Monday, but uh, Greg Vanny hinted and basically said when he was talking about center back depth was one, he talked a whole bunch about Jalen Neal, and two, he signaled, he singled out Eric Zavaleta as depth as well. And so if that's depth um, in that, and so Eric Zavaleta's coming back, and so now we know we're 24, so basically six now, six, uh, six, what do you call it, six players away from a full roster at this point. I think we lost Kevin again. Uh, are you there, Kevin, or did we lose you? Yeah, we lost you again. It's okay. It's, you know, it's just, it's just a byproduct of, of Kevin um, being sick today. His, 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 apparently his internet is also sick. We'll see. We'll see if we can get him back. If not, you'll be stuck with me again, uh, which seems to happen a lot. After show 1000 last time, um, it was very clearly you guys didn't want any more of me after all of that. Um, and now, you know, now maybe you'll be stuck with me for a, for a little bit longer. Are you okay over there? What's going on? Are you downloading yeah. a lot of like illegal uh, TV shows? You mean aside from the porn? No, nothing there. See, I was trying to keep it PG and then you, you went way past it. So yeah. Hey, talking about the depth, I don't think we should just leave that. I mean, the galaxy could play somewhere like 48 to 50 games. If they go to the final of every tournament they're in, which is leagues cup, which is us open cup, which is MLS cup. Um, you know, they could play a lot of games. And so, um, and they play them in the middle of the summer, right? You know, somebody on, on, on the galaxy, I presume is going to go from the gold cup, right into leagues cup with five days in between the, the fixture crunch this, this summer is going to be like on anything, unlike anything we've seen in MLS. I don't think it's going to be as simple as people think. And I think depth is going to be really, really important. And 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 so then we go back to how we started the show. No wingers. Right. Those are the guys that run 100 miles a game. Right. If you have to use that, those guys, you have two guys and they got to run 48 miles, uh, 48 games. They have to run 100 miles, uh, you know, every game. But Costa's not going to be able to do that. This is, this is, I mean, this is the, the whole point. I mean, when you talk about real wingers, uh, Perez maybe is, is, is he <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of who the real winger, Costa's not a real winger. He, he, he doesn't play that game anymore. He's probably more of a middle guy and he likes to cut inside. So he's not your typical winger that stretches the field and does all the things that Greg Vanny kind of wants his wingers to do. So, I mean, you could put Raheem Edwards into the wing back. You could put Julian Rajo into the wing back. You could put Gasper and you could put, um, you know, Leardam into those positions and you're covered, but it's not the way that I think you want to play. And I just, I wonder what kind of patchwork quilt it's going to be whenever you're supposed to have your biggest game and everything's supposed to be good right out of the bat. There has to be pressure right now on Vanny and the LA Galaxy. They're the ones who set up this Rose Bowl game, right? They're the ones who said, we want to make this a focus. And now they may go into that game already shorthanded because they haven't had the time to replace all the players they've already lost. So bad move getting rid of Cameron Dunbar? yes and no. I mean, the sure flip a coin. You could sit there and say Cameron Dunbar. I'll, I'll be honest. If I just mentioned Cameron Dunbar and say that he was your starting winger right now, nobody in here would be happy. There'd be no, people who would be depth. interested. He's, he's a depth piece. That's what I'm sort of saying. Yeah, like but, you can build that depth. But, and I don't know that Cameron Dunbar was going to solve that problem. I really like Cam. I think he's a good player. Um, and I think he'll have success in other places around major league soccer. I just don't know if it was at the galaxy. No, I think he's a depth guy, but it's interesting that you bring up all the pressure that Greg Vanny's feeling. And I just can't help. I, I don't want to start anything here, but I just can't help thinking that they made this big deal. Oh, Chris Klein suspended. You are now in charge of putting the team together. You know, I completely screwed this thing up, but you're in charge of fixing it. And then they're going to get to the call to the Rose bowl game and say, what? We got no wingers. We have no depth. What? 
Greg, uh, clearly you are not up to this task. I wonder if he's being set up to fail. And, and, and again, I don't want to start anything, but it just sure looks like some of the long knives are already starting to come out a little bit. It just it just very much feels like yeah. Greg is set up to have to answer for all these things and he didn't have a hand in any of them and he's going to be held responsible for the penalties if the team doesn't play well, right? I mean, ultimately with a summer ban- transfer ban and something that he wasn't allowed, you you have to sit there and say, well, we need to give you more leash, right? And there's I'm telling you right now, there will be no leash for Greg Vanny. If the Galaxy... Same as with Kurt Enoffo. Right? Same or or Gamera Barish-Coloto, right? It's like there's not going to be these super long leashes. This is the third year of his deal. He has to get it right. And with the way the Galaxy were set up, you were like, you're getting most of your people back. You have to make one or two moves. Now it's you have to make three or four moves. And it's that's a lot more to hit on because let's face it, and somebody was very good in saying and, and listen I don't think that this is all Michael Stevens you know but but with Michael Stevens in there the last people that the galaxy have brought in right Ricky Pooj uh, Brugman uh, Caceres right so you do those and you're like those are all hits they hit on three of three which is unusual for them right because we watched how they brought players in and miss 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 I mean Grand Sears a miss um, I was I was looking back at the stats and just trying to see it I mean it's just it's not there. He did not have it. And we were talking about this in the middle of last season, which is he was just a less expensive Cabral at one point, right? He was not providing yeah. the assist. We, he was we not liked him over, over Cabral. Yeah, we liked him over Cabral because he was because he was a less, little bit more efficient. And he was less expensive, <laughs> right? It was one of those, and he didn't take up a DP spot, you know? You know, Greg told me that when he came in, he said he sat down, he had a discussion with Dan Beckerman and Klein and everyone else and said, here's what I did. Uh, here's my vision. Here's how I'm going to do things. Here's how I'm going to construct things. It's going to take a while, but I do have this vision. And they're like, great. Uh, you're going to be reporting to Chris Klein now. And basically the idea was he lost two years. Now, he did miss on a lot of those players. And I don't know how that happened. I, I, I do believe with all my heart that that Costa is not his player, that that was forced on him. Maybe some of those other guys were too. COVID, remember, remember, that was coming out of COVID too. We talked about that whenever it happened, that they were yeah. scouting players that they necessarily didn't have a great look at because leagues hadn't been playing and all these other things. And so you had to take some flyers and there was no scouting department to rely on, right? So you, you guessed and you guessed wrong. But, but you know, now it seems like they're saying, okay, Klein's out of the way. This is all you. Go go after, go after it, buddy. Do, do what you do. And he's like, now, you know, I the whole airport's destroyed. I can't land my planes here because everything's blown up. Yeah. And it just, it, again, now he's going to have to answer for problems that weren't his. It's, it, I mean, I, I think Vanny was correct, except that he was, he was looking at it from the wrong perspective. He said, you know, it's an interesting exercise to put yourself through to have to like not have summer transfers. Right. And I think it's a very interesting exercise for neutrals. It's not interesting for Greg Vanny. He has to, he actually has to do this. And I know he sees it. Listen, he's always the guy, Kevin. You're like, all right, Greg, uh, we want you to go ahead and play this game, but you only get six players for this game. And he'd be like, well, that's fun. Let's try that. Right. Like, you know, it's one of those things like, well, I've never had to do that before. And it looks like a challenge and I like challenges. So let's go do it. So he's always going to be that way. But it's some I, again, I think you're seeing the ramifications of the summer ban already in that there is a lot of work to be done in a very short period of time. I think the Galaxy will get some of it done before the season starts, but I'm not convinced that they're going to have all the players that they want, including DPs and everything else before, uh, you know, before the start of the season. And probably it may squeak in under the uh, the window closing. They they may have to stretch it all the way to the last days of the window in April. And and then they're gonna they, they could be left with a lot of salary and DP spots into the summer that they can't use. It's I mean 
I, I mean, what do you what do you do with that? If you have a and I asked Greg this, and he said, no, we we wait for the best player, and if we have to wait another year, we wait another year. But my thought was, what if you have a a DP spot, and there's a guy that wants a DP spot, but he's really not the guy you want, but he'll do for now. And Greg says we're not going to make that move. So I'll see. You know, can he can he be that disciplined? Because that's going to be hard if you think, man, this guy could make us competitive, but we don't need him next year. So what do we do? I I I will I will guarantee. I bet you that there very well could be, and this is why I think this could be the reason. There very well they could sign a DP for one year, uh, and it might be a young DP uh, for like one year. That type of thing. I actually think Vanny was. We were talking about. He called them the youth. <laughs> fund spots but that's the u22 and the young dps right uh if they get a young dp they don't they can keep all their u22s exactly the way they are i'm not sure you want to go around mixing that right now either uh you know the more moves the more complicated everything gets the less time that you have for things and so right now i would expect that your dp isn't going to be a standard dp i think it's going to be a young designated player which means that they're going to go they're going to get somebody who's 23 years or younger and that's going to be another gamble. But I can see them being in a much shorter contract because at what happens at the end of this year? Chicharito's contract is up. Douglas Costa's on, contract is up. Do you think the Galaxy would like to go out and buy three designated players starting in, in 2024 whenever it all comes around, Kevin? To me, that seems like that's a possibility, right? Is that they could very well set themselves up to refresh at the end of the year and go with three new designated players. Um, but without tearing the whole fabric of the team together, I'm in the position now where I think the less moves you can make to accomplish your goal, the better off the team is for chemistry. And so for me, where I was very sure that Douglas Costa was going to be gone, right? And, you know, they still have time to buy him out and they still have all these things. If business doesn't start being accomplished soon, I think that's a bridge too far to try to accomplish this year. Um, I, don't, I don't think they buy him out given their need for wingers, you know, unless they unless there's someone they can replace him with. And granted, you said he's not a winger, but he's better than nobody. And right now, that's who they're starting. Nobody. Yeah, um, I, I will say this. And, <laughs> and Mike Gray, who's in the chat room, says uh, that brings up a good point. Uh, what young designated player worth their salt signs a one year deal? I, I mean, there's not a there's he's right. Which one? Who is it going to be? Um, and why would you want that player, right? What that's only going to Killian and Bob, Killian and Bappe. How old is he? Yeah, just one. He's French. He's French. He's French. So that checks off the box, right? No. Um. So anyway, just just keep in mind. I just think that they're looking at the flexibility they're going to have at the end of 2023, um, and into 2024, and that that was one of the reasons why I was also like, you could take a flyer on a young designated player as well this year, which means you could sign him for multiple years, right? For two to five years. Again, you get into the five years, but you're trying to control players. Uh, so there's a risk involved there. Maybe if your scouting's better, you have the chance to do it, you can make it happen. But if you get a young DP and you extend them out, you know that you're going to have two designated player spots open at the end of this year if you keep Costa. So there's flexibility at the end, and I think you have to look at all of those things, not just this, but the bottom line is that where you would normally be able to fix mistakes that you made in the summer, you're not going to be able to. And this is going to be a huge test of that scouting department because of that reason. So do we write this year off? It sounds like no. you're in the belief that next next winter they're no. set up. Really you can't. Good. You can't. You absolutely can't. And I'll tell you why. Look how good the LA Galaxy played down the stretch last year. If that team is for real, and granted you are missing parts to that team, but I don't think they're irreplaceable right now. Um, if you if you're if you see and you saw how well the Galaxy played, if you have that team, you have an MLS Cup contender. And I'm not saying they're favorites. I'm just saying they're contenders. Things have to break their way. But the way they were playing at the end of the season, they were playing the best soccer out of anybody in Major League Soccer. And I think the Galaxy believe that. 
I think the Galaxy believed they were the better team against LAFC. I disagree a little bit in some of the ways that I saw that during that game. I thought the Galaxy did not play up to their standards, and if they did, they could have been the better team. Um, but I thought on the night maybe LAFC was the better team. It was very close, close game in that in that playoff game. But bottom line is that if you can reproduce that, if that is now the way the LA Galaxy play with Ricky Pouge, with uh, with uh, Gaston Brugman, um, you know, with Mark Delgado in there, um, you look at the center backs and you changed a little bit, but, you know, Caceres is going to be there. You have Sega Koulibaly, you have Julian Rajo, you have Raheem Edwards, you have jo- Jonathan Bond, right? So you're you're bringing all these players back. I mean, you got Chicharito up top. Even if you put Douglas Costa in as a starter, you're only missing one starter right now. So can you go out and find somebody to fill that, even a high TAM player, right now to fill that spot to make yourself as good or better than you were last year. And I think if you get somebody who does a little bit better on the goal contributions, and I was I saw Grand Sear trending this way, so I was excited to sort of see what he could do with a full season of Ricky Pouge and all that. Um, I saw him trending that way, which would have been nice, uh, but can you find somebody who fits into that system now? You could put someone like Memo Rodriguez in there who is a, you know, by all accounts, a starting caliber MLS player. He's probably not the answer, but he can slot in on the wing um, and you can have yourself, you know, sort of a starting lineup. So as much as I say that, hey, the Galaxy need to make two to four really good moves, I can also see one at least get you a starting lineup that I think is competitive and possibly an MLS Cup contender if everything stays the same. Rather than the 4-3-3, do you see that's more like a 4-2-3-1 with Delgado and Brugman in, in front of the back line and then Ricky Pouge in the middle of those three midfielders, Chicharito up top by himself? Then like, you just need the two wingers. Like four one four one is probably how I sort of, sort of see it. I guess. Um, does that even work? I think that works, doesn't it? Four one four one. Yeah, eight nine ten. It adds yeah. up to ten. Yeah. So because I see the I see uh, Delgado sort of sitting a little bit more in the defensive side of things. He just breaks out better. So I see him and Brugman sort of switching off as the one there. Maybe it's a two. Maybe we go in the four two three one. That's really the comfortable place that the Galaxy are in. Right. So, yeah, I mean, four, one, four, one, four, two, three, one. That's sort of how I see it. I see the wingers out there. I see Pooj up there in the center between the two wingers. Um, I see Chicharito sort of creating that diamond up top um, that sort of runs off of Ricky Pooj and, and can open up spaces. And you got to get your wingers in the box. And I think Vanny talked about that position being more um, more productive this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same. I don't think Greg Vanny's going to stretch himself out to put two forwards up anywhere. I don't think a three, five, two is happening anytime soon. Um, I believe they will play in three in the back when they need to. And we've seen them do that. I, I don't think you're going to see a whole bunch of Jovalich and, and Chicharito, but I don't believe Chicharito is going to be the player that he was last year, nor will he have the endurance to play as much as he did last year. And I think that Jovalich is going to get a lot more time. So what did, what did Bruce say about formations? It's I, I, that's the only where you start. Once you kick the ball, who cares? That's right. Bruce is not a big formation guy. No, but yeah, but underneath uh, Bruce's, I don't care about formation. formation. It's like a yeah. super tactical mind that knows all about these things. I know people pretend that Bruce isn't tactical. He absolutely is tactical. Uh, he just doesn't like to explain it. He's more like he I very much feel like he's a feel guy, right? He's like, you know, Mike McGee, how do you feel today? Well, I feel great, Bruce. I'm going to score 17 goals. OK, you're starting. You know, like it's like one of those things. He trusts his guys to tell him things. And then he goes and he makes the tough decisions when he needs to. Um, but he always put them in positions to succeed and in a position 
where <coughs> where it was their position, right? And even if he played somebody out of position, he knew that they could they could do that. I think Vanny is a lot that way. Vanny talks about differing formations and how you can play that in the structure of how they play and that the formation doesn't matter as much whenever they have the structure right, creating the overloads and the passing lanes and everything else that the formation doesn't really matter as much. And I think he tried to explain that again. And I get that as well. It morphs. Yeah. Did you see Robbie Kane's video, video blog, whatever it was, where he talked about when he played with the galaxy, you know, they won three championships in four years. And he said, one of the things he loved is going to the white house. He get to go meet Obama three times in four years. Right. And so in 2015, after they won their third title in 2015, they went to Ireland. The team did the galaxy did on a, to, to play a game that over there, the whole team went. And so Robbie Keane called up the president of Ireland, Michael D Higgins and said, can we come by? Can I bring the team by? And so they went and met the president of Ireland. And that was Robbie Keane's way of, Thanking the Galaxy for getting to see Obama three times. That's funny. I didn't see that. That was good. I like that. Uh, let's talk about League's Cup a little bit, uh, just as we uh, we go all sideways. Uh, they did announce, uh, by the way, they did announce all the groups, right? So the LA Galaxy have their group for the League's Cup. Reminder, League's Cup starts July 21st, and the final is August 19th. LA Galaxy are, are in group West 3. West 3. There are three Western groups. Everything else is four. Uh, there are four Central groups, four Southern groups, and four Eastern groups. Some of the geography is laughable, absolutely, but um, it's it's where it goes. I think I think Tijuana is, is somewhere in the East. Yes, they're in the East. I'm like, what? They, they, they should have named it like the NHL. Like you have the Clarence Campbell Conference and the Norris Conference. Yeah. Sort of East three or West three. That's, that's what, West three is what the LA Galaxy yeah. are in there uh, yeah. in, in, yeah. a, in a group with uh, Club Lyon from uh, Liga MX and the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, basically, there are two. You get to play two group stage games. Those games will be held in the United States and Canada. All right. This starts again on July 21st. The Galaxy will get two group stage games. They'll play against Club Lyon. They'll play against Vancouver Whitecaps and the top two teams from the groups. So that means you're only eliminating one team from all of these groups as you go along. Advance to the next round. OK, that's it. <laughs> that's the simple part. And then it's knockout soccer after that. Um, there'll be a bracket. Everybody will be seated um, and away you'll go. So that's what you're seeing here. Uh, the group stage was announced. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about this and whether or not teams are going to take this seriously and how seriously it's going to be taken. You talked about scheduled congestion. I think it's right. Greg Vanny said something. I loved his clarification. If you go back and listen to the to the exact quote, I think it was, we are going to be competitive in every single competition that we're in responsibly. <laughs> it was like it was like we are going to be competitive responsibly. Responsibly <laughs> but, competitive, but competitive. You said it before we came on the show, like <clears throat> so in West Three, I, I would think most people think Vancouver would be the team that would fall out of that. Okay, so they start the tournament on the twenty first, play two games, Vancouver's out of it by the twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Tournament doesn't end until the end of August, so Vancouver just sits around and does nothing yes. for a month. Yes, you you, you you may not like be in it to win it necessarily, but I do think you want to play a few games because you don't want to have that long off time of just sitting around. And the other thing that you mentioned, I find this interesting. We have all these tournaments with Mexico, and it's a good idea, and and we're you know building relationships between the two leagues and all that. Why are all the games? Always in the U.S. And Money. It's the same in, in, in Gold Cup. Money. Oh, well, it's the same for the Mexican national team playing their friendlies. They play them all in the United yeah. States. That's That, to me, should be illegal. I, it's, it has nothing to do with the fact that if mine... It, can you imagine the United States just playing all their friendlies in Canada? 
Like, wouldn't you be ticked off that you like, you're like, where's my team? Don't they play in my country? Isn't that how that works? Like, I can imagine away games, but shouldn't you be required to play X number of games in your country? Um, and listen, I get it. Mexico plays in the United States because they get the money. And that's why there are no games in Mexico is because the money is in the United States for these. There's 47 teams, right? So, and you're getting two games. I mean, it's a tremendous amount of games. It's a tremendous amount of teams. You get it all on League Pass, right, on Apple TV. So it's all accessible where you can find it. And they're looking at this as cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's it. Well, you don't think Leon and the Galaxy would make more money playing in Leon than they would at Dignity Hill Sports Park. What was that? I'm sorry, I missed that. I was Leon, Leon, Leon playing the Galaxy. If they play in Leon at that stadium there, which right. is big, right? Don't they make more money? I, I know the ticket prices are less, but there's more people. I, just, I don't think a game at Dignity Health Sports Park is going to sell out unless a lot of Leon fans come. I mean, a lot of Leon fans are coming. That's I mean, that's the yeah. other part about this. Is that there, there are so many Mexican soccer fans here in the United States. It's the it's the most watched league, I believe, um, outside of. Is it even more than the EPL? It's more than more. EPL, right? Well, yeah, yes, it is. I mean, on on regular ratings, right. yeah, it's over a million. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. So Liga MX gets gets ratings, right? And we know that. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of Leon fans here. I mean, they, bottom line, if that the Galaxy play Leon, it's going to be packed with with uh, you know uh, Mexican fans coming up to watch their team, Club Leon, playing. So I can see all of these things, but it's just I, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Why aren't they playing any games in Mexico? And should that be the next step in, in some of those things? Obviously, travel is a little bit easier, I guess. But if you're going to play at Dignity Health Sports Park and you're going to play in Vancouver, that's not a short trip, right? And Yeah. It, it, I think part of this is to sort of uh, grow MLS. It's like get these teams, get Sporting Kansas City used to playing in tough environments like Monterey, like uh, you know, Guadalajara. Those are tough places to go and play. Um, get them used to that. If, if you're good, if you're really, if the idea is to make the quality of the league better, make them equal, well, they can go play there. Uh, by the way, I would like to point out that, uh, they're, they're already checking you on your math, right? One, there's a difference between pesos and dollars. That's something the chat room would like to, would like to remind you, right? Uh, the other thing is that Leon stadium apparently only holds 27 K. So really they're the same size stadium. So I don't, well, I was counting, I was counting the overflow, the overflow, obviously standing room only. I understand. Um, so I've, been, I've actually been there for a couple of games and, and I'm sure they're right. Cause I looked it up, but it feels bigger. It's one of those kind of big concrete block Coliseum type things with, uh, it just felt a lot bigger. It felt enormous. I, I understand. I mean, you, sometimes the steepness can make a, make a stadium uh, yeah. look bigger. I understand how it is. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's leagues cup coming up. It is something to sort of pay attention to. Um, and I'll tell you this, you were very correct in saying there's, I saw somebody, and uh, I think uh, it was Trey, Trey Fitzgerald, who's who does uh, RSL, uh, public relations and everything else. He does a lot of stuff. Trey's great. Um, Trey just said something whenever a fan asked about RSL. It's like, well, are they going to take it seriously? And he was like, There's, there are no other games during this time. There's no reason not to take it seriously. And I think that that's going to be the case. I believe most teams are going to put out first-team lineups because there's no other games going on. This is it. And there's three CONCACAF Champions League spots up for grabs coming out of this tournament. Three. That's a ton. So there are ways to get into CONCACAF Champions League just by being very, very good in this tournament. You don't even have to win this tournament, right? You can come. It sounds like you can come in second or third and you can still get a CONCACAF Champions League. So uh, spot. So there are reasons for this. I think the money's going to be good. I think that 
there's going to be a lot of interest clearly because the two leagues are growing closer and closer together. And I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, um, the games are always very competitive. We'll see as a whole. <coughs> we've really only seen Kevin, the top teams from each go against each other. So what does it look like whenever you have everybody going against each other um, in this and 47 total teams, right? 18 teams from, uh, from Liga MX and uh, 29 teams from major league soccer. It's good. It, it, it kind of looks fun. Is it too much though? And I, I asked that because Gold Cup will end right before um, League's Cup starts. So that's a big international tournament with the best players. Um, before Gold Cup is League's Cup. There's another tournament. Then you have, um, well, a Nations League rather. Then yeah. you have League's Cup, which even I'm getting the names confused. So other people can. There's a third tournament, which is going to be going on the exact same time as the Women's World Cup. I'm not sure that th there's been enough education done so that people know what all these tournaments are and the significance of them. And they're coming, boom, one right after the other. There's no time to sort of step back and reset. Okay, Gold Cup is over. Now we're going to the Leagues Cup. This is different. I, it's gonna be a, I think it's going to be a tough sell this year. It may catch on. It may be great. It, obviously, they're trying to build off the synergy of 2026, three-country three, three World Cup. That's great. I think this first year might be a little bit of a tough sell. Either the novelty of it will draw people or – the fact that they don't understand what's going on will keep people away. <laughs> Very well could. Very well could. Uh, one of the other things certainly that popped up on the radar is the LA Galaxy will face off against DC United tomorrow. Where it's a Monday night. On Tuesday they will go. Uh, Stephen Goff was reporting that uh, basically this game was added. Now, I will tell you that uh, the reporters, and I think all of us missed this one. I don't know that there was anybody who caught this, but they did tell us about this game uh, in the press release for Greg Vanny's media availability. Um, and nobody ever reads it because we just look to see what time Greg's going to talk and then we go and, and do the stuff. There's a lot of stuff. I, I I know people are always like, just read the press releases and you'll get 90%. Totally true, except that sometimes you don't have time to read all the press releases that you get. So we didn't see this game in here. This one actually predates the Charlotte game that's coming up on Saturday. So And uh, this game will be th three... Uh, 30 minute periods. Yeah. So you can expect everything. To I be, understand. Yeah. It's not, it's not a real game, right? It's one of those scrimmage games that yeah. it's behind closed doors, media, not invited uh, the game against Charlotte behind closed doors, media, not invited. So um, those are the two games that are coming up this week and the schedule for that as it comes about um, very, I, again, I don't think it's uh, there's always these little games and they're always trying to get repetitions and minutes and things that are going on. But ultimately you look at the LA galaxy and everything starts now. Like you're, you're starting to play games. You're starting to incorporate your strategies and you're trying to build up all this fitness. And so anybody who's not there with the team right now is missing out on this time. And Greg Vanny was adamant that he wanted the designated player before the season last year, because he wanted somebody who would be there. And Douglas Costa was that guy. Right. And this year he seems more willing to wait <laughs> probably because of the time and everything that's condensed um, into them that they don't have that but same they, transfer window. They do have seven, but they do have seven weeks this, this uh, off season uh, for, for camp. I think in the past it's been five to six weeks, by the way, this is show 1001. Yes, this is you show mention that show 1001. Yes, correct. Correct. I, I didn't mention it, but I mean, people knew that the last show was 1000. So I don't know that it that was would make like this 1001. That way, I, I, the basic math, what they taught me um, at school is, is that, yes, this would be 1001. Yeah, I, I still don't know how numbers work. I, I want to see, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to look up the schedule to make sure I had it again. Um, the LA Galaxy have a closed door scrimmage against DC United tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> they say it's in the PM, so it's probably in the early afternoon. 
follow DC United social media, follow LA Galaxy social media. They may tweet out stuff coming from that. Sometimes they agree not to, and then people do anyway. So just keep an eye on that. And then Saturday, LA Galaxy closed door scrimmage against Charlotte on Saturday, January 28th. I Wasn't that on the 27th at one point? Wasn't it on a Friday? <coughs> it, it, ha- it has to be on Friday because January 28th is the U.S. friendly at Dignity Health Sports Park. Yeah, but it's not like they're going to play on the main stadium. So they are. It is January twenty eighth. Oh, okay. They have right. they have Charlotte playing um, the Galaxy on January twenty eighth. So that's that's what they. So you don't think they're, they're going to play on the? You think they're going to play on an outside field? Huh? Yeah, they'll just play on the outside field. Okay, all I mean, right. It's not a real game, right? That's not. They're going to have to play that early because the U.S. national te- or late because the U.S. national team games at four thirty, <clears throat> and I don't but, think they want people wandering by the field. Don't you think they probably play at like nine a.m. or ten a.m. or something like that, and they're yeah. they're good to go? Like AYSO, yeah. I'm trying to see if uh, I should have said orange slices. Yeah, I was trying to see if there's a um, it does call out an a.m. game. It says a.m. on it and not p.m. It doesn't give a time because obviously they don't want us to show up and they don't want you to show up. But it is a.m. So I would imagine in the morning there um, how it goes. Um, They don't want me to show up for anything right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm I feel like I'm getting sick just by talking to you. So, yeah, it's um, coming through the microphone right here. Yeah, there was one other thing that I sort of wanted to um, to touch on just a little bit. Um, oh, one is then the rumor. You, you yeah. just touch away then. Yeah, there is a rumor out there. Um, I'll tell you that this rumor already seems to have possibly lost some of its uh, some of its luster. Uh, Carl Carl Toko Akambi um, is apparently in negotiations, but uh, has not yet agreed with Rene. Um, that is apparently where he possibly is going on loan. Um, Celta Vigo um, and the LA Galaxy apparently all in on uh, have have put in concrete offers for um, for a, a combi. Um, and so he's 30 years old. Um, he's a winger. We talk about positions of need. We always look at rumors and say, what do we think about? Is this a position of need? Yes, it is. He's a left winger. He can also play right and he plays in the center. Um, at one point, his highest value was marketed about 18 million euros. Um, right now, that's about the same in, in dollars, a little more expensive than than dollars. So maybe 19 million, 20 million dollars um, where it is at. And his current market value, they have him at a 12. But we know that that's lagging um, and it always has been lagging. So whatever the Galaxy sign him for like, you know, five million dollars and it'll be a lot less. Right. It'll be one of those. So <laughs> this is the thing. Now, there there is a lot of rumors that he is already ready to go on loan to um, to Rene. And that seems like the most likely scenario right now. But obviously, if the LA Galaxy are interested and if indeed they have put an offer in, then that puts them at least close to um, possibly getting this player. Uh, He is an interesting, interesting guy, Uh, especially when you look at his numbers. 2021 um, in 2020 and 2021 season, he had 35 appearances, 14 goals, uh, seven assists, right? He had. Um, 12 goals, five assists in 2021, 2022. Um, And so far in 19 matches, he has four goals and two assists. So there's a dip there. And at 30, you have to sort of question is, is that dip because he's getting older or is he just having a bad year? And maybe you can resurrect that. So interesting signing, not a young DP. So you would imagine that he's probably not a designated player signing, but with the amount of money and the market value, you might it, it very well could be a DP signing. I don't believe that's the case in, in this particular thing. So we will see but where it goes. What do you think? You mentioned as, as a rumor, I had a long talk with someone from U.S. soccer this weekend, and they talked about, you know, um, with Burhalter's situation still in flux, there's been rumors uh, Jose Mourinho may be interested in the U.S. national team job. Sedane was apparently offered it. 
this person from U.S. Soccer said, none of that is true. And he, and he said, when you hear these rumors, he said, look at the context. Zidane wants to coach here, there, and everywhere. But the one place he wants to go, they don't want him. So he's trying to create a market for himself. And the one place he wants to go, he's hoping that they'll say, oh, my God, we might lose him. Same with Mourinho. Mourinho has nothing on the table. So he's trying to create some interest so that somebody that might be thinking about him will step up and say, hey, come over here. And then he'll get the job he wants. And so I say that with, with this guy's already on his way to Rennes, or appears to be um, maybe not getting the contract he wants. His agent is creating some interest uh, elsewhere that might, hopefully, his 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 thinking is, might make the team panic a little bit and pay him what he wants. So a lot of times when you look at these rumors, you have to look at does it make sense? Uh, and, and even then, that's like I mean the the Geo thing. I always think about Geo and 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 Steven Gerrard. People told me that Gio Dos Santos and Steven Gerrard were coming to the Galaxy, and I said no way. First of all, Galaxy didn't have a DP spot. Steven Gerrard's not coming, and they both show up. So even when you try to figure it out, you get blitzed. Yeah. Uh, and and so you can sort of see. I I don't know, and I haven't heard. And and the LA Galaxy are doing a very good job of keeping everything tight ship, tight lipped. Everything's you know fairly quiet in in terms of this. But this is a real rumor in a position of need that seems like it is at least because it's positional. It, it makes some sense. We'll see if that, and it's and, French and it's French. French, right? Then that always does it, right? And and so um, just sort of keep an eye on that as we as we go forward. That was it. I'm also hearing just a little bit of rumors about some radio broadcasts coming back for the LA Galaxy. We had been talking about perhaps that there wouldn't be any radio for the LA Galaxy um, because they have seemed to. And and when I say radio, let's be very clear that in past radio meant that they broadcasted on YouTube, right? I mean, that was that was it, really. Some of the stuff may have gone over to Sirius XM at some point. Um, but we had been talking about Joe Tatino and, and what Kobe Jones and Joe Tatino would be doing. And whenever you don't see them on the Apple TV list, which is not surprising, um, there's some guys who are so married to one team that it would be difficult for you to see them doing calling another game. Right. Like, would you want to watch Joe and Kobe call like a Orlando City game? I would actually because I like Joe and Kobe. Um, but <laughs> but you, do you know what I mean? They're so married to the LA Galaxy and what they do. And you've sort of seen Apple shy away from that a little bit, right? The guys who are very much their team, um, like Shep Messing, I think, you know, New York Red Bulls, right? He's not right now on the Apple TV list. And so, like, you, there's no Shep, which I think is, you know, a little travesty because I like listening to Shep whenever you're watching the New York Red Bulls, those types of things. So we were hearing that perhaps uh, there would be a way to incorporate Joe and Kobe into things. And I'll tell you that there seems to be and, and certainly has been, you know, a, a, a shock, I think, for most MLS teams with the amount of content that they're going to have to produce for Apple TV and, you know, the alternate audio streams. If they're going to do that, all this stuff is stuff that they have to do very, very quickly. Again, 33 days until the LA Galaxy kick off their first game. So this stuff all has to be set up and ready to go. Um, looking at that, it seems like perhaps radio broadcasts will be coming back. And in my mind, that means that Joe Totino at least is back. Um, in, in some of those things. So we'll see if that rumor persists and, and things sort of go that way. But the content side of this, Kevin, and we talked, I think, a little bit about it on one of the other shows, maybe on maybe not Monday night, maybe it was Thursday night. Um, but I talked about this list of content that MLS teams were going to have to produce. And it is significant. It is not like nothing. And they're going to probably end up having to hire and boost their digital media departments in order to get all the stuff that they do because it is a tremendous amount of video and and uh, and content this is potentially life-changing for you because they are going to put the post-game news conferences on apple tv probably not probably just be the coach or player up there but people will hear your voice asking your 
your very illuminating questions and probably saying, Josh Gessman, Corner of the Galaxy, and then you'll ask your question. And people all over the country, maybe the world, will be asking, who is that guy? I mean, well, uh, Eric and I were talking about this. We used to be big in Sweden whenever Zlatan was here. I think we missed, <laughs> we missed the boat. We should have gone to Sweden whenever we were huge because people were like, come stay with us in Sweden, right? Um, that's, that's no longer, we're no longer there. We need somebody, we need another big international player from some country that wants to welcome us like Ricky Pouge. Maybe, maybe we're going to be big in Spain for a little bit, right? Yeah. Like the whole deal. I was looking at views and sort of where we're, where we're listened to the most. Guess what? The United States is number one. Um, and, and all of those, oh, wait. yeah, I was going to say, I was surprised too. Uh, Los Angeles is basically our number one city. Oh, hey, so we're doing good on targeted information, right? Not too bad. Uh, I joke about you all the time that I have one report that tells us whether or not we're, we're listed internationally on any list. And we're always like 220 in Cambodia or something like that. So we're doing pretty good in Cambodia. Not too bad. That's the only list we rank on, by the way. Um, but we did. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think we did like 768 or 786,000 listens and views combined last year. Uh, and you were like, wow, that's that's really good. I'm like, but it's mostly through brute force with two shows a week. Divide If you only did one show a week, divide that in half, right? And you could sort of see it, it wouldn't be, it would be only half as much, right? It'd be 50%. So a lot of this is brute force and in what we do. Um, so yeah, I'm just waiting for, uh, for the next, uh, for the next, uh, superstar to come in and then we get, we get liked in some country. It'll certainly be, <coughs> but you know, those total views and listens <clears throat> that equals the total attendance from some of the early women's world cups. So don't, don't scoff at that. I, I, I don't scoff. I just, you know, I would always like it to be better. Uh, $2 super chat from Tim says happy 1001 show. Josh, is that 1000? I told you. Yes. Yes. One zero zero one. Yes. How do you say, how do you say that? One thousand and first show. One thousand. One thousand and one. One thousand. Yeah, but like if you're saying it in the happy one. One thousand and first. Yes. One thousand and first. That sounds stupid, doesn't it? The more you say it, keep saying it and tell me that it sounds. A thousand and first. Yeah, it sounds more stupid the more you say it. It's one of those things where you should not say it anymore. <laughs> it's our thousandth show plus one. Plus one. One plus one thousand plus one. Um, yeah, so that's where it is. Uh, how Matt, do you know you didn't miscount? I mean, how do you know like in 2012 you counted the show twice or something? I don't know. I mean, you, okay. you have to understand that I didn't actually start counting shows until like the 30th something show. Um, and then I just, every time I do a show, I just add a number onto the end. And so then we just keep counting. So, you know, this is my best approximation of, of a thousand. I don't know. It could so be. So it's kind of like a guy in prison. You just have that little check mark. That's it. On the wall. On the wall. It's like, I'm just counting the days till I get out of here. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all we got time for tonight. It's, is that vodka in that glass? I wish. I wish it's just oh. water. It's just water. I ran out of Dr. Pepper. So yeah. 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 And it's good. Oh yeah. When, when are we going to get the, our sponsors are supposed to come on. Remember the Dr. Pepper and no, no, whatever I, it was. It's actually starting to scare me. I have to go see my doctor later this week, which will be fun. Cause you know, that that's always illuminating and the, he'll tell me how bad I eat and everything. And I'm like, I'm worried that somehow he's going to find out that like, I drink so much Dr. Pepper. People send me Dr. Pepper memes. People send me like, there's a, the, the, um, the drink that tastes like Dr. Pepper. That's not Dr. Pepper. It's like DeSerono and Corona. That's what it is. Um, and you put those together. Apparently it tastes exactly like Corona, like Dr. Pepper. I'm afraid that like, he's going to find out about that. And he's going to be like, so tell me about the, your Dr. Pepper addiction. I'm going to be like, I need, a I used to, I used to pound that stuff. I had a six pack a day of diet Dr. Pepper. <clears throat> now I'm, it's all water. It's water, coffee, and adult beverages. A that's, lot. That's it. A lot of good that did you. You're sick and I'm fine. So who's winning now? Yeah, that's right. No, you coughed. Yeah. You I, coughed. I, that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm certainly going. All right. Um, it's 1000th and one, that's not Marvin. That's not a good joke. 
That's what he said. He, that, what did he say? He said, if you're listening in a Spanish speaking country, it's one thousandth and one. Did you get this it? This is a Spanish speaking country. Oh, it is. It yes, is. one. Yeah, yes. my 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 Spanish is no bueno though. When we we all know that no your bueno. Spanish is is tolerable. Más o menos. I was gonna yeah. say. I wonder how like everybody thinks of your Spanish. Like I wanna I wanna hear Ricky Pooj whenever you speak Spanish to him. That like he go he, afterwards he goes, God, that guy can barely speak Spanish, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All I gotta do is say it. We could have done it in English, Ricky. You didn't want to. He speaks really uh, good see? English. I know. No, he does. He understands everything. He does. At the MLS Media Day, he took all the questions in English. And in fact, when you see him, you'll say, Hi, Ricky. And he says, Hello, how are you doing? He'll answer you. But then when you get a question, Hideki Matsui, when he was with the Angels, was exactly like that. You could talk to him all day long about where he went to dinner and everything else. But as soon as you ask a baseball question, he had a translator. Yeah. It's probably smart. Yeah. You don't you don't want to be you know the misunderstood or anything like that. Five dollars super chat from Gary. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Um, did you know Dr Pepper is its own type of cola? Did you know it's part of the Pepper Colas? Right? Do you know what else would fall under a Pepper Cola? And it has nothing to do I with do Pepper. Not. It has nothing to. It's literally just based after Dr Pepper. Mister Pib is a Pepper Cola, right? And I think they used to be like. It used to be like Mr. Pepper or something or or like there was there was some jokey name that they put there and then they got sued, right? Because they because like it was too close to Dr. Pepper and how it went. Now, is, is is Dr. Pepper an academic or a medical doctor? And where is Mrs. Pibb? Yeah, and we, I exactly. There's so many questions. Do you know do you know where Fanta came from? I do not know. Is this is, Fanta, it, is this appropriate? Go ahead. Uh, th- yes, Coca-Cola was very, very popular in Germany before World War II. And then when World War II started, there was a kerfuffle involving German government. That's and what I heard. Coca-Cola c- cut off a lot of the stuff that they sent there, including the caramel coloring. So the people that ran Coca-Cola in Germany had to continue producing the drink, and they, they just looked for food coloring. And that's how Fanta was invented. We have lost the plot today. So we yeah, are we done for sure. Uh, LA Galaxy have a scrimmage coming up against DC United tomorrow. Uh, they'll finish off on Saturday with a little Charlotte FC, which would be interesting to see how Charlotte travels with, obviously, the tragedy that they've had. Um, and we talked about that on, on Thursday, losing a player in the boating accident. Um, and so that's... Young the, player, too. Yeah, Very young 20, player. 25. 25. Um, and so um, we'll see how that sort of plays out on on Saturday and, and all those fun things. But yeah, that's it. Um, then the LA Galaxy actually do play a, a game at Dignity Health Sports Park um, on February 4th. So that's coming up. So a lot of things getting ready to start. So if you're ready and you are going to games, um, then you are getting ready to go to games. It's starting. Uh, if you are boycotting, then you are not going to games. And so you do not have to get ready for it. Uh, regardless of whether you're boycotting or going, uh, we'll be here and providing coverage for that uh, as the Galaxy get ready to start their uh, their season. All right, Kevin, uh, anything else before we absolutely... Yeah, are, are there going to be pupusas at these preseason games? Do we know that? I haven't yet? heard yet. I am waiting for official okay. confirmation. So I will, I will text I mean, and find that's out. That's a, that's a big question. Yeah. That, that's, okay. that's a determining that's factor about whether or not you even show up, right? That's yeah. Largely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I just wanted to see. All right. Very good. <laughs> Somebody said RC Cola might sponsor the show. Um, did you see, did you see Tom Hanks with the diet, uh, the diet Coke and the champagne? Have you been seeing that? No, but, but speaking of Tom Hanks, a man called Otto greatest movie of all time. That, really? It is. It's, it is it is really 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 greatest good. movie of all time. Can we not? Can you not say that? How about it's just a very good movie? It's it's, it's very good. It's go see it and see what you think. And Mariana Trevino, who plays uh, the neighbor, is incredible. Okay. She should get an Academy Award. Okay, I believe you. Uh, Twelve dollar and ten cent super chat from Gloria. 
Thank you, Gloria. Was that a 121 reference? I think I feel like that's a 121 uh, reference, it, yeah. right? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Gloria. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, if you're looking for Mr. Kevin Baxter on Twitter, it's at KBaxter11. Head on over to LA Times where you can find all of his wonderful articles. Make sure you check it out. He's going to be covering as long as he doesn't die from whatever sickness he has or illness he has, whatever's going on with him right now. Uh, he will be, of course, writing and covering uh, soccer in Southern California. So please check that out. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGESMAN, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast, Corner of the Galaxy is where you can find all of our shows and any of our written articles if I feel so inclined to write them. All right, that does it for right now. For Mr. Kevin, the Panda Baxter, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.